even one and all and we're back after a long ho- I was going to say period but it was basically my fault of being holiday uh, episode episode 95 loads of clan games to cover um, good to be back I've actually not been keeping up with too much so I was going to say uh, that this is really your episode this is your insight but I'll obviously join in making false claims uh, <laughs> But good to be back. I've been keeping up a wee bit with the news and what's been going on. Uh, since we last recorded, I think there have been 10 clan games, uh, some injuries, some signings, so it's really all been happening. You've got a bit of everything to look forward to. Um, I know you're not, not allowed to go on holiday during the season, so you know that. No, I know. It is poor. Uh, and given the fact that I did that, I was expecting plan results to just uh, completely explode into 10 out of 10 wins as punishment for me being away and missing it all. But actually, from 10 games, they've gone exactly 50%, 5 out of 10. And it all started back on the 9th of February, where we visited Cardiff, a team who at the time, I think, were well in the title race albeit now possibly falling away slightly uh, but I'd love to know the, the clan statistics for games down there but I don't think it's too good anyway a 4-2 defeat at the hands of Cardiff um, and it was sort of started a period of poor form again after a couple of uh, fairly decent results yeah, I think we kind of spoke about that sort of the last time um, that we recorded. It was a bit, um, we had a bit of a lull, I think, in form. And um, that kind of continued for the next couple of games after that. Um, and yeah, like, I guess over the last 10 games, um, five wins, five defeats. But I think, you know, you kind of look at the, look at the fixtures there as, Three games against Cardiff, two against Sheffield, uh, and a, a trip down to Guildford, all involved in that. So it's actually not, it's not horrendous given the schedule, but um, I guess we're going to get into that. But do that, that first game um, against Cardiff, uh, yeah, not not horrendous, but not not great either. Really, it's kind of. 4-2, I mean, you obviously never want to, you never want to lose, but I think you know, keeping it close-ish um, was quite good. I think we have actually done not too bad against Cardiff down there recently in that we've kind of kept the games close and um, that was, I guess, kind of the same. Yeah, that was a bit of a disappointing game, though, um, that we had a, a two-goal lead with seven minutes to go mm. and there was a flurry of um, four goals in those seven minutes for Cardiff uh, which was a, a bit of a disaster I mean just as you think Starrett's maybe heading for his first shutout um, <laughs> I don't know how we, many times I've thought that yeah we, we kind of kind of collapsed but I guess a running theme to, to pick out is goals from uh, Matthew Watt and also Mitch Jones 
who we, we mentioned previously, but he's been absolutely flying since he joined. Um, and always seems to to get the first goal in games at the moment. Uh, but been super impressed by him. But the, the capitulation was maybe a bit of a worry uh, at the time, but we know that Cardiff are particularly dangerous at home. Uh, and at that time, fighting for the league, obviously. Yeah, um, I think at that point as well, he'd played a fair few more games than Belfast and Sheffield as well. Um, they were still kind of remaining in touch, I think. Yeah, it was... I think, you know, kind of looking back on it, the result's maybe not not as bad as what we thought it could have been, but, yeah, I think you'd kind of mentioned it as well, being 2-0 up with seven minutes to go is not not great, but um, that's just kind of where we were at that point. It was you know, good periods and, and really bad periods all mixed together. Yeah, I think the, the bigger possibly disappointment was looking at the um, Coventry game following that where we'd sort of earmarked that as the must win the, the must win uh, <laughs> unfortunately didn't uh, conceding 6 goal a 6-4 defeat at home again not great the usual sort of um, turn up from, with points from us uh, but conceding a short-handed goal is always a, a bit of a killer, really, for the the mindset, no matter what point of the game that is. And Coventry, as, as we know now from the standings, are really sort of round about us, and those were the games that we needed to, I would have said, would have, would have really set us apart in that race for fourth or fifth, but as it was, great points for Coventry. I think they came in quite short-handed as well. Yeah, perhaps a bit of a shock. It was one that we'd said, you know, it should be should be a must win game. Teams like Coventry and Guildford and Dundee and Two days later. So I've completely lost my train of thought now, I can't even remember. Half the things that I said. My internet went down, folks. Apologies. I was speaking for genuinely a whole minute. Genuinely a whole minute after that. Uh, and we've lost it. A whole minute of great content that's been lost. Um, but I, I, I oh, guess sorry. Just, okay. No, I've got, got, I've got, I've got it. Right. Okay. Good. Um, no, I was just saying, like, it, it was obviously disappointing to lose that, but there were some positives to take, I guess, in that we we managed to score four goals, which we hadn't really done um, for a while up until that point. Um, game Gauthier as well, three points in that game. Um, kind of getting the secondary scoring going um, which was obviously an issue and uh, a couple of power play goals as well so special teams um, improving as well at that point Yeah, Gauthier is one who I think I've noticed again picking up a bit he is getting that secondary scoring which is good Uh, we definitely need it especially now with um, the main man being injured but as you say, that that's sort of one that got away. Um, and then when we went into Sheffield, again keeping it extremely close, uh, with I think two all with only around five minutes to go, 
and we've had a lot of really close games with Sheffield and Cardiff to be fair this uh, this season which is good but at that point still we, we couldn't get over the line Valorant with a goal five minutes before the end uh, Braylon Schmier with a goal in that one um, and I wanted to highlight him in particular I've been very impressed what I've seen so far with some of his skill and goals he's got seven seven goals in 12 games with us um, and a couple of real um, of highlight real efforts in there yes it seems to be like all of his goals are just outrageous it's sort of skating by three players and then faking faking the goal there rather um, he's what, what I find what an addition he's been is I think he's kind of really um, I think maybe in a way kind of unlocked that secondary scoring that we were looking for just through yeah. his, his kind of pace and his skill which is obviously something that we were lacking uh, and kind of badly lacking um, so for him for him to come in and just completely light up um, our offence has been has been brilliant yeah, he's, he's, he really has been excellent. Um, and uh, I think Laporte there with another power play goal, he's been sort of steadily going about his business, which is good. Um, and along with, with Yellowhorn, those two are sort of producing consistent points, I would say, um, which has sort of propelled us to, to where we are now. Um, after the, the Sheffield away game, we then had them midweek at home, and I would say that probably produced our possibly our result of the season so far with a five-three win, which was massive. Probably, I was going to say at both ends of the table. We're not down the bottom, but sort of uh, dented their title hopes and gave us a real boost. Um, a huge win, and were you were you at that one? Game. Yeah, that was when I was at. Um, I guess. Well, I think you know, from maybe a Sheffield point of view, you'd look at that. You'd look at that game, and yeah, you'd be disappointed. But I think they were missing one or two of their top D men um, for that game, which um, isn't insignificant. But um, can't really take credit away from from us. We we played well. Um, played really well, in fact, and. Um, in a way, the tone was set kind of early on with it. There was a fight that um, between uh, Stevenson and can't remind. Was that the game that he got injured? Sam Jones was it? Sam Jones, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, because he did the, he get injured as a result of that that yeah, fight. That's what I was going to say. That that caused the injury, didn't it? Yeah, uh, we've not seen him since. Kind of saw him gingerly going off the ice. Uh, obviously thinking back out in that game but um, it was good to see that we didn't we didn't miss him I guess um, Mitch Jones again opening the scoring um, Jordan Boess again his first first clan goal um, also got an assist on the Jones goal um, so a good like, genuinely a good night kind of all around Miko Vinen and scoring as well it was a lovely sir. Um, and a skate through and a, I think it was a backhand finish high 
Um, and Schmier's goals again sort of picking the bunch, just sort of dancing his way through, and um, another lovely finish. So, um, yeah, rare, rare to see scoring five goals, but um, I think they you know, they thoroughly deserved their um, or winning that game. Um, managed to play well pretty much throughout the whole throughout the whole game as well, which is obviously an issue that Malcolm Cameron's raised it on a few occasions in post match um interviews, but um, no, I think we I think you saw sixty minutes from, from the team in that game. Yeah, it definitely definitely seemed like a bit of a, a pivotal moment for us. Um and it's, it was a you could say a bit of a springboard that there is one uh, <laughs> issue in that that we will come on to uh, one bump in the road but uh, following that we, we recorded a 5-2 home win against Dundee which is as you've said before obviously crucial um, seems like quite a dominant performance again uh, a 3-0 lead going into the third period uh, a bit of a bit of a response from Dundee, it has to be said, in that third period. Uh, but thankfully, we didn't didn't fold, and uh, then a bit pushed back, and finally the empty net goal. Another five goals scored at home, which is is pleasing, and only to conceded, I suppose, uh, against against a rival. But again, a good spread of scoring. Mitch Jones with another. Uh, Goatee again will be empty net but um, we sort of started to score more goals in our victories and I suppose that's not really the Malcolm Cameron way but uh, very pleasing I think to, to see that kind of free scoring Yeah definitely um, so I was at this game as well and it was you know, we played well and again we kind of talked about um at the start with, with Shane Starrett about you know, <laughs> potential uh, shutouts and this was one of one of those games as well and you know you get to fifteen minutes to go and you kinda yeah, you kinda start thinking about the shutout for him. Um and then Dundee scored twice in quick succession um to make it three two, which kinda I think if that had happened maybe earlier in the season, we may have we may have collapsed, but um, we just sort of continued to, or we kind of woke up, I guess, after that point and um, started playing again. You know, kind of didn't really make it easy for ourselves, but um, in the end, it, it looks quite easy. But um, we did well to to kind of come back from that, and um, again another another two power play goals in, in that game. Um, power play's been been really good. I think it's um it's certainly up there um with the top teams. Uh in the league. I think it's there or thereabouts with Belfast. Uh, yeah. yeah, you're right, it's um fourth uh twenty two point three percent just short of Belfast. Mm. Um, and then Cardiff and Sheffield are on mid twenty six percent. So it is then between us and the next best is um, about four percent. So it, it really is one of the top ones in the league. You're right. 
And I yeah. think you were possibly treated to another Schmier highlight, real goal in that, uh, a backhand, another backhand finish into the roof of the net. Was that that that's game? Right. Yeah, that's right. I think it. I think what I, what I described for the for the Sheffield goal, I think it was this one. Uh, <laughs> it was a two minutes thing. Um, yeah, it was just uh, real, real bums off seats, a bums off seats goal that one. Um, I think yeah, yeah, that that was the one he kind of skated through three players and finished high. Um, yeah, just a, a lovely move and um, deserving of the goal, definitely. And was then after the Stevenson injury was Cody Saul? Has he been the the captain? Since uh, then, is that ooh. right? Good question. I actually don't. I actually I don't. Know. I thought I'd possibly seen that somewhere. Okay, um, possibly, yeah, possibly. He got a yeah, couple of points in that game. He did. He did, yeah. Uh, so a, a really a good win, and that sent us into an, an away game in Guildford. Four words that you never really associate with happy memories <laughs> where clan are concerned. And this was sort of a real, it's normally not great, but this was a real shocker. Uh, an 8-2 defeat down in Guildford. I don't think there have been many bigger defeats for any team this year. Um, and it was probably the third period sort of epitomised the night, I think, conceding four goals. But really nothing no positives to take, I don't think, from that one. And it was <laughs> yeah. sort of totally out of the blue. Totally yeah, out of the blue. It was a bit, I think, uh, scoring, I guess, scoring 10 goals in, your, in the, the two games prior to this one. Um, getting two two really good wins um, under the belt and you're going down there, you should be full of confidence. Um, I think that was one of the games where the team was delayed in getting there due to traffic. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it's already a long a long journey down there. Um, so to then be stuck in traffic instead, probably just going to... Yeah, it's a nightmare, that. I will, I will admit to that. Uh, obviously, not making excuses, because you can't, you can't just show up on the ice. And it just... It was just one of those, one of those games that was just kind of seen um, down in Guildford all too often. Um, never really looked like getting going. Um, Matthew Waga, obviously a couple of goals in in the last period, but I mean, really the 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 game was dead at that point. Um, and I think I think Starrett got, got pulled in this one, which. It's probably fair enough, um, to be honest. I don't know that it was necessarily his fault for what happened, but um, yeah, it just it wasn't it wasn't a pretty game. Yeah, and how many games is that played down there now? Um, and every kind of iteration of e- even at home, even at home, they just that's probably what three or four seasons they've been in the league now. We just uh, 
even though they change their team every year. Yeah. It's just for me, it's the one for whatever reason that I want to avoid in the playoffs. Obviously, they've got the top three teams, but I'm yeah. I'm looking to avoid Guildford again. Even you know we might well finish above them if we're showing a bit more consistency in the league, but we could still match up against them. And it's just the one I want to avoid because for whatever reason, even though our team's changed just as much, <laughs> it's just um, really not not our fancied opponents, is it? Yeah, um, I guess they have kind of kept some guys though. Um, and again, it's guys that always that will always score against us. Your your Ian Waters and your Brett Ferguson's. I suppose, yeah. I suppose, yeah. But, yeah, it's just, it's, there's never, uh, it, for some reason, it is always, it is always difficult against Guildford, and I don't know what that is, um, or how to even go about fixing it, but we'll maybe, we'll maybe go into that. <laughs> to go about fixing it, we just avoid playing them, just don't play them. <laughs> You did, we'd have actually, it'd have been better just to say, now nah, we can't make it down that night. <laughs> a three, an automatic 3 0 defeat. A 3 0 defeat, yeah. Um, or whatever it, it would be. Um, but I suppose you thought, oh, well, maybe something like that could act as a bit of a, a wake up call. Um, and indeed it did go into okay. the next weekend. Again. <laughs> yeah, we got a few wins, then get pumped. <laughs> And then get a few wins again. Uh, playing against, uh, we travelled to Kirkcaldy, and I don't think we'd played Fife for for a good good while before that. Um, so, kind of in the end, a, a five four overtime victory. Always good, obviously, to beat Fife. Um, but the the way it, the game finished in in regular time. Was a bit a bit squeaky bum to use that term. So to see us to see us get the win in overtime was possibly a bit of a surprise. Uh, having conceded two in the last few minutes, uh, but Fife they're just a really weird team this season. Generally poor, but every so often producing an, an excellent result. Uh, Thankfully, not against us that time, and it was enough to, to come away with the two points. Yeah, I, yeah. Again, you kind of touched on it with the two, the two late goals and and what that would normally have meant mentally um, going into overtime. I just I always kind of think if we go into overtime, then we're going to lose because I don't know what our record is in overtime, but it's not great um, over the years. Um, so to to kind of come away there with with the two points given what happened um, was a bit a bit of a surprise I guess um, it was kind of unexpected but again it's I don't know it's probably just one of those games again where it's just kind of quite gritty and um, kind of a, a bit of a back and forward game I guess. Um, so for it to go to overtime is probably, it's probably fair. Um, 
you know, kind of over the course. A rare uh, Buka Boom goal as well, the, the overtime winner. Yeah. And three points there for, for Gautier again. So it was a good night for him. The uh, goat. The goat. The, the absolute goat. Uh, two goals for Mitch Jones again, the goal scoring machine. So two goats there, two goats on fire. <laughs> um, the thing about playing Fife is that, especially, especially in Kirkcaldy, it's pretty much always close. I think we're we're more comfortable at home against them, uh, as most teams are. But as we said, a really good and useful two points. And then the the following night, we played Cardiff at home, and you're thinking this this could be a tricky one. In the end, nothing tricky about it. Absolutely pumped them six three, no problem. What's the issue? Uh, but an incredible start in that game. I think that really set the tone. Um, albeit Cardiff, I think. I, I don't know if were you at this one. Yeah, I was. I was at this one. Um, Did they um, Cardiff dominate possession and things at times? But what a start! Um, four goals in the first fifteen minutes. Um, yeah, and, and I think. Any team would struggle to come back from that. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was um, really surprised by how how the first period went. Um, to get the goal, like first goal after pretty much a minute, um, Mitch Jones again, um, showing his prolific side. Um, but then, to, I think they, I think kind of equalised after that. But then it was literally. Again, a minute after they equalised, um, the wee hit hit three in pretty quick succession, um, and yeah, at the end of that first period, I was just part of me was like, I can't believe this is happening, but also the other part of me was like, this isn't, like, I don't know, it's obviously not over after the first period, but there's just always that thing in the back of your head with with this team that, um, you know that. They've got a collapse in them at some point, especially against a team like Cardiff. Um, yeah, and goals can be scored so quickly as well. Um, yeah, I think Cousin uh, started in net, didn't he, for Cardiff? And then did Carruth come in after the fourth? Or did he yeah, come in after the third. After the fourth, yeah, right. pretty much yeah. as soon as like as soon as the fourth went in, they just they hooked them. Um, for Carruth, so. He was obviously a bit more stable, but um, you did. I mean, the second period, you you saw a different, you saw a different Cardiff team. Um, they were much better organised, and um, actually, probably, probably should have had more than one goal in that period because they were, um, they were all over us really. Um, they were playing really well and just, uh, just couldn't clear the zone for. For ages, um, didn't seem like we we ever got a hold of the hold of the puck at any point in that period. Um, That's so, when you rely on your goalkeeper, isn't it? Really, though. Yeah, um, but I was going to say that. Yeah, I think you know, despite that, started pulled off some some unbelievable saves um, as he is known to do now. I think um, 
it's a highlight reel out every week with, with Starrett saves at this point. But um, yeah, uh, I think Cardiff at the at the post a couple of times in that period as well. So it was really, um, you know, they were really flying at that point. Um, so we did well to kind of to weather that storm and then um, come back again third period and starting starting that period really really well and getting getting a goal quickly. Um, I think maybe his tensions a wee bit. Um, Steph Dixon getting a getting a goal with ten minutes to go, but then I think yeah we kind of we played we played that last period really well and um, really quite quite smart. Um, kind of limited Cardiff to chances in, in that period, um, and ultimately it worked in our favour. Obviously getting the, the empty net goal late on was uh, a nice a nice final touch to um, to a really good game. I think, um, like you said there, the shoot goal right at the start of the third period was mm. possibly the, the killer. Um, and excuse the pun, but to play devil's advocate, I believe Cardiff were also a bit short defensively. Um, and these mm. are the times that you really have to jump on on those kind of chances. Uh, but e- even depleted, uh, a depleted Cardiff very dangerous so yeah. an excellent result and um, by by that point with the the way the tables were uh, was you know everyone would, would change positions with, with a win or a defeat um, all the time so that was I would go so far as to say that was probably two bonus points for us um, and then we took took that great form in into the next home game against Fife and uh, I'm going to say a comfortable 5-2 victory uh, against Fife at home this time um, and again not that I was there but by all accounts Fife were quite poor and uh, you know I think it was a deserved and comfortable victory this time for us Yeah um, I wasn't at this one either but um, just from what I've seen in the highlights and the um, so the the match comments, um, yeah, it seemed it seemed kind of reasonably easy, um, which is which is nice. Um, there's not many there's not many games that we have where you come away thinking, oh, that was fairly easy, um, especially the games against Fife because. Um, yeah, more often than not, they will they will tend to, to turn up against us. Um, and again, should point out uh, another three power play goals. Um, so that's yeah, that is really rolling. It's a it's a good point to make because um, I would say probably for the first first time in a long while I can remember as having as effective a power play. Um, as this Malcolm Cameron's definitely come in and I think that is one of his philosophies that he wants us to be hard to beat but then take chances like um, power plays and things mm. and we definitely have we definitely have been uh, a number of other coaches and in interviews I've watched have said 
explicitly that we've got a very good power play. Um, so, so it is known about, um, but we're still finding good success on it. And you, you kind of have to when you're when you're playing the, the type of the style that we do, where we're given the opposition, you know, more time on attacking stuff. Those are the chances you need to take. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, yeah, pleasantly surprised by special teams um, this season. Um, I just I don't know. It kind of seems like from from way back in um, finale seasons where. Um, you know, we had a we had a, a poor power play then, and we didn't really know how to how to fix it. And I don't think it ever really was fixed. Um, even through like Pete Russell's season, it was kind of up and down as well. But um, yeah, it's, it's kind of really really getting going um, just now, and hopefully, you know, it's coming into the right the right period of of the season um, where we want to be flying in the power play. And, uh, it's good to have that as a weapon to use against other teams. Yeah, and the other the other thing on special teams where our penalty kill is fifth at just under eighty percent, so sort of middle ground, not too bad. Uh, you'd possibly like to see that a wee bit higher. Um, mm. But like we say, if, if the power play is is that effective, then it's an extra weapon for us. Uh, the goat, the goat with uh, three points there, again looks like. Yeah. So really one of the the standouts in the second half of the season. Glad he's doing, glad he's doing well. Um, I think these guys, um, these guys have been listening to the to our last podcast, and um, we rated them all quite poorly. Yeah, <laughs> and they've stepped up. Um, go to six goals and ten assists in his last ten games. Uh, yeah, great form. That's that excellent, to be fair. Um, as Jones, we obviously spoke about um, quite highly, but again, eight goals, six assists in his last ten games. Um, and obviously, and Braylon Schmier as well, we kind of talked about the impact that he's had, but. Um, Seven points from him in the last nine games as well. It just kind of, it really just kind of highlights that, it, you know, all it's kind of taken. Well, say all it's taken, but getting a player like Schmier in has just kind of unlocked that, um, that offensive door that we've been struggling to to break down. Yeah, and a good, very good goal from him. And uh, Schmier's goal was was excellent in that game, uh, rounded on. And mm. slotted that way in the power play, which was a, a very, very nice goal. Lovely. Um, Matthew Watt picked up an injury in that game, I think. Yeah, he did. Um, and I don't believe, just from from some of the commentary, I think he did come back out for part of the third period, but then didn't feature the following night in Cardiff, where we went down 3-1. A close game. Again, it was uh, only 1-0 going into the uh, third period. It went 2-0, then we brought it back to 2-1, only for an empty net goal at the end to, to seal it. So it's another very close game against a top side. Uh, 
I don't think Malcolm Cameron was too happy with some of the, the power play calls from what I gather. Uh, and you know, as we've as we've seen teams with good power plays, which I think Cardiff obviously are, it does make a difference. Um, and we just couldn't couldn't manage to get anything in the end from that. Yeah, um, I'm sort of less less clued up on this game, but um, yeah, just kind of looking at it there and. Um, a couple of couple of power play goals for for Cardiff. So not, I don't know. I'm not too sure. I've not seen highlights from it, so I don't know. Um, you know, if the, if the calls were more soft or whatever, then just I don't know. You kind of got to take them on the chin, I guess. And yeah, it happens, try and yeah. you can't. Yeah, you can't really. It's difficult during the game, obviously, but you can't really let that affect you. Um. When you're out there, um, but yeah, in general though, again another another close game than Cardiff, so um, yeah, not not horrendous again, um, and again probably expected that we wouldn't pick up anything there. Um, but I guess kind of um, the kind of high that we, that we were on um, a few games previous is um, you know, maybe like to have seen a bit more. In terms of scoring, but then if you're missing, if you're missing Matthew and Dyson Stevenson for that one, then yeah, there's only so many sort of top players that you can miss before it starts becoming an issue, and um, teams at Cardiff will capitalise on that. Yeah, and I, I don't know what the, the latest update is on those two, but um, all I would say really is the sooner they come back, certainly Matthew Wah. I think he's playing tonight. Points. Is he right? Yeah, I think he's playing. Um, which is good. Um, and I think Malcolm Cameron possibly also said it was a sort of day-to-day thing with Stevenson. As far as I'm aware, it's maybe not long term. Okay. Which is which is quite good. Because um, to be fair, we have been quite lucky with injuries so far. Mm. Currently touching wood, but we've not. Um, been affected too much like some other teams have, have had some longer term injuries uh, I think for example Valorant has, has maybe missed the last few games for Sheffield yeah. um, so so that we've sort of sung his praises a number of times before uh, that has a big impact well, that's, um, that's had a big yeah that's had a big effect on, on um, him, especially yeah. recently yeah, so we, we, we really want to avoid any long-term injuries, and that's good that um, hopefully we get these guys back. Uh, there, there were a, a couple of bits of transfer news, but just before that, uh, I wanted to comment on one thing Malcolm Cameron said at one point during his interviews about Jamie Crooks. Did you hear it? No, I missed it. Uh, he specifically singled out Jamie Crooks. I think the, the term he used was he transformed his game. Uh, huh. That I believe he's either playing a lot more penalty kill minutes, uh, or he was certainly highlighting defensive work that he'd done, given how, how much he expected to be a, a scorer. Uh, so maybe that possibly answers some of the questions as to why he's still... Um, 
still in the team that Malcolm Cameron sees him as as more of a, a defensive team player now than a goal scorer? Uh, not for me. Not for me, I'm afraid. I think, you know, in a time where we are looking for secondary scoring, he, he's the obvious guy that you, that you look to because of his form. Um, previously with Guildford, we know that he can score. Um, so, I don't know. It's I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not having it necessarily. He's not playing it. No, because I and again I've seen I've seen quite a bit of Jimmy Crooks recently, and obviously with with Stevenson being out, he's been moved up the lines a bit, and I'm just not see, like, I'm genuinely just not seeing it, even from a defensive point of view. Yeah. Maybe 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 it, it was a a bit of a clever comment that he wanted to just mention it because he knew that he'd been getting a wee bit of stick I don't know but for sure that was that was mentioned either in one of the the weekend preview videos or the the post games yeah but I thought that was, I thought it was interesting that he specifically highlighted them that's fair but also you know, there was certainly the last couple of games um, he was playing he was playing on the top line with Matthew Robinson and, and I, I mean, we've obviously not seen anything, but I don't know. I just, I, I feel like he's probably one of the higher, higher paid players, possibly. Um, you know, for for that money, you you want goals. We've just we've just not seen it. I'm just, I'm obviously just speculating, but just. Given the given the team at the start of the season, the players that we looked at, I think um, I think we both kind of singled Jamie Crooks out as potentially being our top point scorer. Yeah, and it's just not happened. So, um, nah, I'm not not for me. I'm afraid. Sorry, Malcolm. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Just thought it was worth a mention. Um, so the the two kind of pieces of signing news. And, and I think it's fair to say one of them snuck under the radar, certainly under yours, uh, <laughs> for this episode, was um, Clan bringing in defenseman Colton Waltz, who had spent um, a period of time with Five Flyers. Uh, and actually, he's played at um, a decent level before before coming to us. I don't know uh, if Malcolm Cameron felt that we needed um, some, you know, the defence needed bolstering a bit, uh, or he just became available and we thought it'd be a decent signing. Hopefully he does well for us. Um, Whether or not he's going to be straight into the team every night, I'm not sure. Not sure what the intention is. Uh, But I suppose... With the release of Reese Cochran, it sort of freed up that that spot. And fair enough, the, the guy's available. Let's let's see what he can do. I suppose. Yeah, um, <laughs> did just completely slip under the radar. But I think it's just because uh, I've not seen him, I've not seen him yet in the flesh. So I don't actually know that he's he's a real person at this point. Um, no, I think like. Yeah, he's played um, 
has played at high, a high level. Um, 27 as well, so again, that kind of reaching his, reaching his prime um, does have a lot of experience under his belt. Um, has been a, a captain previously, um, as well as a, an alternate captain um, with a spell in France as well. Um, so he's been a, he's been around and kind of knows knows this league now. Having, having played with Fife, so I think you can always kind of tell from um, fans' reaction. Uh, and I don't think that Fife fans were particularly happy that they'd come to us, um, which you know should should be a good sign. Um, whether. Yeah, uh, whether we'll kind of see a lot of them or not, I'm not sure. Um, I think we ended up playing um, seven D men against against Cardiff um, just because of injuries to Steenson and, and Wah. But yeah, whether that'll whether that'll continue or not, uh, I'm not sure. But it'd be nice to see him because um, I think he just brings a different a different dimension to. Um, to the defence. Yeah, and uh, I mentioned Reese Cochrane. He was it was announced as re-signing with Fife. Um, so obviously, I don't want him to do well. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it was he, he just never really got going here. He, he possibly wasn't given too much of a chance, but uh, he never really uh, had any sort of length of spell in the team so it, it didn't surprise me when, when we released him but I suppose uh, going back to his kind of boyhood team um, he might perform alright there with them uh, but as long as it's not against us then all good Yeah I think maybe a bit harsh um, that he wasn't given more game time but then you obviously do you put in the work in, in training um, to be selected for games and um, you only know, need to look at what Liam Stenton's doing when he's in the team pretty much every game um, when available so um, yeah obviously not not worked out for him but maybe um, maybe it will back, back at Fife um, obviously a club Bobby knows well, and um, I would, I would surmise he knows knows quite a quite a lot of folk around, around the team, and um, you know maybe just didn't didn't settle here or whatever it was, but um, no good, good good luck to him, but obviously not against us. Yeah, it made sort of it made sense to see him back there. Uh, just an update on Waltz. Obviously, you said Matthew was playing tonight. Waltz and Stevenson not so okay. uh, perhaps Waltz is not going to be your guy for every week but we'll see so I think to look forward to the next few games um, we've got one in a couple of hours before we uh, well by the time this recording is out we'll have played away at Coventry um, we've then got a a back-to-back against Dundee and uh, then next week a midweek tie against Guildford so in my eyes four 
crucial games. Um, yes. And I think if we can come out with, I'm going to say six points from that, I'd be happy. Uh, eight's the goal, obviously. But when you look at the record against Guildford, you can almost immediately delete <laughs> <laughs> two points from that. Uh, but no, in all fairness, I think uh, four huge games starting with tonight against Coventry. Um, I'm confident we can go and, and get the two points, um, but it's going to be it's going to be a good a good game. Yeah, um, I think Coventry are a wee bit like us, but up and down from time to time. Um, and obviously they did beat us six four last time out. So, um, but since then Coventry had three wins and eight. Uh, a narrow overtime loss at five. Uh, and before that, there was two two shutout victories um, in a row against Nottingham and Cardiff. So they'll be. Um, What's the shutout victory? <laughs> a what? I'm just saying, what's a shutout victory? We've never, we've never had one of those. Oh. Like. Um, I don't know. It's, it's when the other team doesn't score up, aren't we? That's, that's weird. That is weird. That is weird. We should try and get one of those. <laughs> we should try. Uh, um, we'll see. See if it comes tonight. Um, but no, I think like CJ Mott's looking up a lot more like the the netminder that we saw couple of seasons ago um, look Ferrara obviously having another potent season um, on that line with uh, I think Lackanen and uh, Curran so yeah doing really well and obviously we know we know what Evan Bloodoff can, can do against us um, I think we've, we've kind of touched on special teams but I think you know, that, that could have a big part um, to play in this game Coventry got the worst power play in the league uh, in the third so worst. guaranteed scoring against <laughs> third worst penalty kill. Um so if we're looking to kind of get get in their faces and wind them up a bit we'll play on that um, that could that could work in our favour um, because it, that seemed to be like what, what teams used to do to us in the past um, and we would always fall for it so let's let's turn that around um, I think it will be a tight game um, but again it's one of these ones if we're going to be successful in the playoffs we need to be beating teams like Coventry um, I think it will be close though but I'll go I'll go 3-1 plan uh, an empty netter at the end oh ok I'm going to go I'll go 4-2 I'll go 4-2 plan I think we'll we've found a bit of a bit of scoring recently so I'm going to say 4-2 including one at least one power play goal um, the two games against Dundee are interesting because Dundee coming off an extremely <laughs> unlikely uh, four point weekend against Sheffield now I know that they're uh, they do have a a game tonight at home to Cardiff, which I can I can easily see them getting two points from. Uh, so they're you know they're rounding about where we are, uh, but 
for them just to, to comment on two huge wins against Sheffield, uh, including a quite a funny ghost goal moment, <laughs> uh, where you know it definitely wasn't in, but Priest, their backup goaltender, who you know he's been unbelievable to come in against Sheffield, get two wins. I don't know if did yeah. you see it? He was he was away, like. <laughs> out his net to celebrate and then Sheffield also put it in the empty net uh, to still win after doing that is <laughs> takes, takes great character yeah. yeah so fair play to them they're they're going to be dangerous it's it's hard to know um, how those games will go uh, certainly we've, we've definitely got to win the home game um, and you know they're they're one of these teams that, are, again, pretty much we're saying about every team, but kind of inconsistent from game to game. Consistently so, inconsistent. Yeah. That's, for me, a, a minimum a minimum split in those two. Uh, I'm going to say we'll, we'll win the home game. Uh, I'm going to say 5-3. Five, and we'll lose the away game in overtime, okay. which is quite a bold prediction. Uh, and then next week against Guildford, I mean, it would take a take a, a crazy man to predict a win there. So I'm going to just sit on the fence and say that the game will end a draw, no overtime, no penalties. It'll just just end the draw. <laughs> um, <laughs> interesting. Interesting. I think um, going back to like the Dundee ties, just kind of briefly. I think um, they are the least disciplined team in the league. I don't know how much that is solely down to Kyle Lass. Um, Great stats. Quite Great considerable. Stats. Yeah, well, that's what you get with That's what you get with this podcast. <laughs> Incredible facts, uh, shite banter, uh, and I don't know. Yeah, 14, 14 plus penalty minutes a game. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, quite heavy. So get him wound up, he'll be fine. Uh, Charlie Combs is obviously the sort of standout danger man. Thirty-seven uh, points from thirty-five games, um, but they do. Share the scoring round, um, everyone else. So, and as you said, coming off the back of two huge wins against Sheffield, um, that goal goals that that was funny. I think we should try and uh, do something similar. Um, try and set that up tactically. I don't know if we get any good actors in the team, but we should be we should be trying to do that. Yeah, it did, it did look in, though, from... It did, yeah. No. Certainly from, from one side. If you're sitting in the stand there, I'd be up celebrating as well. Mm-hmm. Um, from the other side, it, it clearly wasn't, which is, is funny, but uh, the right outcome, I guess, was reached in the end. Uh, Aye, definitely. But, yeah, yeah always, always impressed by Dundee, as we've said a number of times before. Um, yeah. Some really, really good players in there. Combs especially, uh, kind of that X Factor player I would say, that's how I would describe him, 
prefer brushes, mate. Yeah. <laughs> gel. <laughs> Big <tub of> gel. <laughs> brushes. Um, I'll say, uh, I'm going to agree with you. I think um, if we get three points from those two games against Dundee, then I'll be happy with that. Um, anything less than that has probably got to be done as a lost opportunity. Um, which is maybe a bit disrespectful, but that's just kind of what the heights I expect us to, to get to. Um, and, you know, we've kind of been talking about consistency as well, so um, that obviously ties in with that. Uh, yeah, the Guildford one. Um, I'm hoping that that 8-2 game is uh, going to be fresh in the memory um, and we'll come out all guns blazing. Because um, we we really need that result against them. Um, they've kind of stumbled recently, albeit three games in three days against Belfast, um, two away and one at home. I don't know why that. I don't know why or who organised that. But um, yeah, two two away mm-hmm. games in Belfast and then uh, oh sorry that was Friday Saturday and then a home at Belfast on the Sunday. Um, but listen, we know like Guildford are well organised. Um, they sneaky take a fair amount of penalty minutes in games as well, but their special teams are good, so you can't really capitalise on that too much. Um, I think they've found their, their Cali Akarid replacement in Jamal Watson. Top point scorer for them. Um, yeah, very good player. Yeah. yeah. Really fast as well. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, so he's obviously a threat and uh, as is anyone at Guildford uh, so travel um, travel obviously took out his I think in the last game um, not good preparation but this time around we should be better prepared let's go yeah. get a fucking win against him please so I'm confident Get the traffic, get some kind of traffic for their journey up. If only there was None of this moving start times for Belfast when we did that. Get the game against <laughs> Guildford, get it started at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Get them travelling up through the night. Aye, move it, move it, it forward. Move, it, move face off half an hour forward as they're on their way up. Yeah, uh, if they're not there, just start. Right, <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm I'm predicting seven points in the next four games. Um, mm-hmm. If we get six, that's okay. But I want that. I want a win against Guildford to be included in that. Yeah, see, I, I'm going to be a bit more conservative and say that six would be good rather than okay. But you know what, my well, player scores out of ten or like, so it's no surprise there. Good in the uh, sense that the the teams that we're playing are all currently yes. below us in the league. And, yeah. yeah. It's very, very tight just looking at it. Um, yeah. We're in fifth on 36 points from 37 games. Commentary a point behind with a game in hand. Dundee a point behind in the same games. And then Guildford two behind, having played three more. Uh, so yeah, it's you know those those four teams could be in completely different positions by the end of 
by the middle of next week. So um, those are the important games for me. Not uh, not looking to catch Nottingham quite yet. As as Malcolm Cameron puts it, make sure we get a playoff spot first, and then fight for the seeding. But I think there's there's no harm in no harm in looking up. But we need we need six. We need six. Yeah, we need we need six. Uh, six is okay. Anything less than six is a disaster. <laughs> I don't think there's I don't think there's anything else to say on the on the points there. Um, <laughs> just gonna just gonna finish with a, a a quick run through some of the other other games and some some predictions. Uh, the other couple of games tonight: Dundee at home to Cardiff, and Fife at home to Nottingham. I'm gonna go for a. I'm gonna go Dundee win, which doesn't help us. Uh, and I'm also gonna go a Fife win, which. Hmm. I suppose kind of, kind of helps us, but. I don't really want Fife winning. Uh, but Nottingham have just been. A strange team this year. So yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for three a three. Scott, a three Scottish team win tonight. <laughs> Interesting. Um, I think that's a, I think that's a good shout. That's a solid shout, actually. Um, Cardiff away from home haven't been great. I think they lost their last, last away game was uh, that shout in Coventry. Um, stars are on a high. Yeah, let's go for it. Dundee. I picked the Dundee for that one. Fife Nottingham. Yeah, I, I don't know. Nottingham. Yeah, they are very strange. Very strange. Um, concede quite a lot of goals, or have done recently anyway. Um, whether Fife can capitalise on that or not, I don't know. But they actually have been playing a bit better recently. Um, and I don't know if that's just as a result of having added Chris Lawrence to the to the roster over but since since he's came in they've looked up they've looked a bit better. Um and always difficult to get at home so yeah, fuck it, let's go. For a five win. Mm-hmm. Let's see, let's see. Um this weekend then we've got uh, Belfast against Sheffield Friday big game. Big game for a Friday night. I'm gonna go home winning that. Yeah, I agree. Home win. Belfast are just absolutely flying away. Just with the form, yeah. Belfast flying, Sheffield struggling slightly. Uh, so home win. Uh, Coventry Guildford is a tricky one. I'm gonna say Coventry win there. Uh, Manchester Fife, oh, Manchester again, kind of so inconsistent. Yeah, so weird. This is why it's really hard to predict. I'll go for a, I'll go for a Manchester win. Belfast Sheffield again, double header. Can't really see past Belfast. Eh, uh, well, I'll let you go run through your predictions for those before the Sunday games. Um. I agree. I think Coventry will 
um, the Guildford on, on Saturday. Um, Guildford always kind of don't know they can just tend to struggle against teams like that, um, but do well against the better teams. I'm not including us in that, but it's just kind of generally how it's always been against us. Um, so I'll go Coventry in that one. I'll go Manchester against Fife. Um, just because. Just because, really. Nothing Nothing really to that. Two inconsistent teams. Uh, but Manchester will be slightly less inconsistent. Belfast, Sheffield, again. Um, I want to say Belfast, but also... I can't see Sheffield losing four games in a row. Mm, yeah, it's a good point to look at the bigger picture. Um, Which I never do predicting things. So, I don't know. Having said that, Belfast at home. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll say Sheffield for that one. I think we'll split that. Okay. Okay. Uh, and the other three games on Sunday... Guildford Nottingham, I'm going to go home win there. Fife Manchester, another home win. And Cardiff Coventry, another home win. So I, including the Dundee one against us. Four home wins. Sadly, I think four <laughs> home wins. Um, I would agree. I think um, Guildford Fife and and Cardiff for for those three. Um, but I think we'll get. I think we'll get a wee, a wee over. Yeah, point. Point. Uh, that would be good. You're hoping. Fingers crossed for a good, a good clan week, um, and, uh, you know, once I think after this, I probably say this every time, but after after this we set of games, I think we'll really know. Really know what this team's about. <laughs> yeah. And now that I've said that, we'll go fifty percent. We'll get four points, and I'll just know nothing more. Hey. I think that, <laughs> I think that would say more if we if we get two wins against against these teams um, in the next four games. Then I think that says that we are just not that good. Yeah, and if we get a win against Guildford, then that's it. Seasons. Mm, true. If you get um, seasons made, if you lose both, uh, if you lose both the games against, or if you lose tonight against Coventry and then you lose one of the Dundee games, we beat Guildford. Um, I don't know. I'm giving, I don't know I'm, what they I'm think. sacrificing every single game from now till the end of the season for one win against Guildford. <laughs> That's it. That's what I've become. <laughs> <laughs> But no, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, and next time we record, uh, we'll have our sort of, I don't know if we're, what, we're about three quarters of the way through the season now. Maybe not, not as far as that. Possibly, yeah. Maybe not as far as that. So we'll see what happens. Um, but hopefully everybody shares this lack of positivity that I, I bring and the positiveness that you bring. <laughs> well, exactly. Um, I'm all about positive. Actually, one one final point, just kind of on the the clan Twitter page recently. I've obviously changed the changed the colours to to support Ukraine and all that, but it's very five flyers. 
It is very five flyers, actually. Yeah, good point. Um, so, uh, and actually, there was um, where they played the Ukraine national anthem um, mm-hmm. rather than the Scottish one, which was a nice touch as well. But uh, yeah, I do think, like, obviously, support Ukraine, uh, but there's, there's, I don't know, there must be other ways to do it than to just change the bad stuff. Like, yeah, just put an actual Five Flyers badge on it as well. <laughs> exactly, but you can't even, I mean, are, are Five even, are they supporting the thing? They've not done They've that. got a clan badge. So they have. They've got a clan badge, that's okay. what's happened. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so thanks to all the listeners uh, as ever. Um, we'll be back next time with, with more shite and nonsense. Um, but let's let's hope for eight points and moving on up that table. And we'll catch you next time. Speak to you then.